1: I believe the Bible, I follow Jesus, and I'm not ashamed to say so. The answer is not in the next election. The answer is not in Washington, D.C. The answer to America's problems is in the pulpit and the pews of America's churches. That's what we do here daily on Bob Birney Live. We listen, we think, and then we look at the Word of God, evaluate it, and develop our worldview from God's point of view.
0: The views and opinions expressed are those of the participants and may not be the views or opinions of the staff, management, or advertisers of WRFD.
1: Isn't it strange how that you take two pieces of material, you can take wood, you can take plastic, you can take anything, and you can put them in any configuration until you put them perpendicular to each other and make a cross. The Word of God. Read it. Obey it. That is the answer to America's problems. Call one eight seven
0: seven Bob Live. Bob, Bernie Live.
1: Welcome to Bob Bernie Live on this Tuesday afternoon. Thank you for joining me. Thank you. Uh, here's my telephone number: eight seven seven Bob Live. Eight seven seven 262 I'll deal more with the situation in Israel at the top of the hour. But I think an observation, um, a prediction, that is almost certain to be true. Those of you who are old enough to remember 9-11... And most of you do. Uh, I'll never forget that day. I was on the air almost all day uh, trying to gather as much information as we could. There was so much we didn't know. There was so much speculation. But then on September 12th, I remember going on the air and I don't remember all that I talked about. I don't remember all that you and I discussed, but um, I remember saying this: the world will never be the same. The world will never be the same. And it's true. Now, we returned back to some kind of normal after nine eleven. But we never went back to a September 10th kind of world. We didn't. Uh, We went into Afghanistan. We were there for a long, long time. So many more rules and restrictions and losses of freedom uh, in transportation and on and on and on and on. The impact of 9-11 continues to today. And the world changed on 9-11, and it will never go back to September 10th. I feel very strongly that a very similar situation is around us in what's going on in Israel, because it's not just Israel. You know the old the the old illustration, you throw a a rock in a in a pond, and the ripples just go out and out and out. there there are so many ripples. Um, we have made enormous strides with Saudi Arabia and some other Arab countries. Uh, whether you hated him or loved him, Donald Trump achieved success in the Abraham Accords that no U.S. president had ever accomplished. Everybody said he was going to throw us into World War III. Uh, You know, the liberal left just went crazy uh, about what Donald Trump was going to do to the peace of the world. Uh, The world was a much more peaceful place then than it is now. And the ripples... From this event, this war, and that's what it is, it's not a skirmish. It is an all-out war, a brutal, bloody, deadly war. And the ripples, Saudi Arabia, Iran, Turkey, our relationship with the Arab world, Um. The ramifications of this attack, unprovoked attack, by evil, wicked, brutal, inhumane individuals that are part of Hamas, the ripples are going to go for a long, long, long time. And again, I'm going to deal more with it at the top of the hour, but there are a lot of things that many people have not even thought of. At any, on any given day, there are hundreds of tours in Israel from America and around the world. And I have said this for years, and it has been true. To be in Israel is to be in one of the safest places in the world. I've been to Israel three times. I didn't give even a second thought, not even a second, about safety and security when I went to Israel. I felt absolutely safe. I felt far safer in Israel than I would feel in Chicago or Los Angeles or New York City. And when we've talked about Israel, Israel tours, I have said, don't worry about safety. You would be in one of the safest places in the world. That's not true right now. Has been, and it may return, I certainly hope so, but it's not true right now. And there are thousands of tourists from around the world, thousands of Americans who are trapped in Israel. Right now, as we speak, they were there on tours. Airport is basically shut down. You can't get out. You can't get out. You can't get in. American tourists, European tourists, British tourists, tourists from around the world who were there in Israel for tours, as I said. Every day of the year, there are thousands of tourists in Israel. Tourism is their second greatest form of income. And there are a whole lot of people who are literally trapped in Israel right now. Uh, Some of them are in places that are not really safe, others that are safer than some other places, but they're trapped. Family members are concerned about them. They're concerned, obviously. You have tour agencies. You have churches that are scrambling around trying to figure out where they are. When can they get out? How can they get out? Where are they going to stay? Uh, You know, lodging, uh, transportation, all of those things. There are just so many things involved in what is going on. And unlike some of the other skirmishes between the Palestinians and the Israelis, unless God miraculously intervenes, and he can, and he has, if you want to talk about God's intervention, look at the Six-Day War. There is no military expert in the world that has a physical, human, logical explanation for what happened in the Six-Day War. It defies description. And I'm praying that we will have a similar event here. But without God's intervention, it is not likely. This is going to go on for quite some time. There's going to be a deep division among many people, even people here in America and around the world. Uh, This is a tragic and, again, unprovoked attack by evil demonic individuals. And that is just sadly the truth. Uh... We're gonna take a break when we come back, we're gonna get into other news, other things that we need to know about. Top of the hour, uh, our friends in Washington DC are going to join us again. But yes, we will um, we will further our discussion on what's going on in Israel. And sometime in the four o'clock hour I hope to lay out a biblical a biblical view of this whole situation. We'll be back.
0: Talk radio that makes a difference. Makes a difference. This is Bob Bernie Live.
1: Welcome again to Bob Bernie Live on this Tuesday afternoon. And once again, my telephone number 877 Bob Live. 877-262-5483. 8772625483. How about some good news? Oklahoma back in May, uh, passed SB613 and it was signed into law by Republican Governor Kevin Stitt. It enforces a ban on gender transitioning drugs and surgeries for minors. In other words, no cross-sex hormones, no puberty blockers, and no sexual reassignment surgery for minors. We're talking about children. Children who are not allowed to make a decision about a tanning bed, an earring, a body piercing, and a million other decisions that they cannot make without parental consent because they're not considered mature enough. And yet the liberal progressive left wants us to believe that a 12-year-old has enough maturity to change their life forever because they're confused about their gender, their sexuality. Any reasonable person would call that child abuse. Well, Oklahoma passed the law back in May uh, forbidding this kind of barbaric activity with children. Of course, the liberal left filed lawsuits. It's been tied up in lower courts. Uh, It's been winding its way through the judicial system. And now U.S. District Judge John Hiles has issued a ruling allowing Oklahoma to enforce its ban on gender-transitioning drugs and surgeries for minors. That is wonderful, wonderful news. In the state of Oklahoma, at least, children cannot be abused by confused parents, confused doctors, confused psychiatrists, and they cannot be used to make money. This this whole gender-affirming thing, which is gender-denying, you know that, I know that, is extremely lucrative. You know, follow the money. So anyway, that is good news. At least for now, Oklahoma can enforce their law, SB 613. Violators will face up to 10 years in prison and $100,000 in fines and or the loss of their medical license. Good! Good, 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 good. May their tribe increase, and may those laws spread all across America. Little by little, we are catching up with the rest of the world on this whole transgender hoax, transgender... Gender fantasy world, which is what it is. There continues to be a great deal of division within the Catholic Church over the uh, current Pope. Uh, I'm not a Catholic, so I'm certainly not on the inside looking out. I keep telling you I'm not an expert on anything, I'm certainly not an expert on what's going on in the Catholic Church, but I am an observer. And I have lived long enough to observe several popes. I have never, ever seen a pope that was such a a, a, a source of division within the church. There are a whole bunch of Catholics who are not supportive of this pope at all because— It looks like he does not support the doctrine that his own church teaches and believes. There's a great deal of controversy about his stance on homosexuality, and it seems that Pope Francis and Andy Stanley are in the same theological circle. Um, Pope Francis has said uh, marriage is between a man and a woman. The Bible says that. The Catholic Church believes that. We affirm that. Marriage is between a man and a woman. But we have to understand people who love each other that are in the same sex. We have to understand them. We have to love them. Well, we do need to love them, but biblically we are not to accept them. And uh, a whole host— of Catholics are beginning to express their dissatisfaction and even their anger at their pope. Uh, Here's an article from yesterday, quote, a Catholic priest in San Francisco has published an open letter to Pope Francis accusing the pontiff of hurting his parish and ministry by promoting homosexuality. Let me read you just a little bit of the open letter. This is a Catholic priest in San Francisco, of all places. My Papa Francesco, I must tell you that you are making my job as a parish priest difficult. I am writing to you in the spirit of Parisia, a biblical word you have used several times to encourage us to speak freely, boldly, without fear of disagreement. Please receive the following words freely, not from Rome, but from the peripheries, from a simple parish priest. In my city, the faith is openly mocked and attacked, and my parishioners are struggling to believe in Jesus. Most of their family members, friends, and co-workers have abandoned the Christian faith. My parishioners are clinging to the simple truths of our faith, especially the church's teachings about the human person. When you promote homosexuality, Holy Father, you hurt me and my parish. When you do not speak clearly, you make my priestly task very difficult. And then he goes on. He is pleading with the Pope to practice what he preaches, to affirm The teaching of the church of which he is the head. Uh, His thoughts are held by many, many Catholics around the world.